We had um, yesterday in the Mishnah, we had a machlokes between Rabbi Yezer and the Chachomim as to what happens if you have Sa'ar of Chodin and Sa'ar of Surumah which falls into a dough. Neither of them have the capability to be Mechamet the dough on its own, but together they do the job. So Rabbi Yezer says, you look at whichever one fell in last. If the Truma fell in last, then it's got the din of Timua. If the Chomit fell in, um, sorry, if the Chodin fell in last, then it's got the din of Chodin, it's no problem. Because the first one didn't really do a full job, it was the second one which finished the job, that was the Shvach, and therefore we look at the second one. Whereas the Chachom is saying no, it doesn't make a difference. The order, does the Isser, does the Truma have enough care to do it itself? If yes, then it's got the din of Timua. If not, it's perfectly Mutter. So the Gemara wants to know, in that shit of Rabbi Yezim, when Rabbi Yezim says, we take a look at which one fell in last, says the Gemara, Av Kazun, until now, the Shinopolis de Achazeh, you've talked about a situation where they fall in one after the other. Truma, then Chodin, or Chodin, then Truma. But what about, Noflu Shinei and Ka'achaz, Ma'al Ma'atzbo? What would you say if they fall in together? What would Rabbi Yezim say to that? Now what do you do? You can't go after the last one because there wasn't the last one, they fell in together. So what do we do in this situation? So Rabbi Yezer, Omar, Rabbi Yezer, um, sorry, Ma'omar for Rabbi Yezer, what, what, um, or, oh, really that goes, Ma'omar for Rabbi Yezer, Omar, what would you say that Rabbi Yezer would say? That's how you read it. Says the Gemara, Nishma'ino menador. Let's work it out from the following b'risa, and this b'risa is going to be quite long before we get back to the, uh, to the point we're looking for. Let's work through the b'risa, and then at the end we'll come back to this question, of what would Rabbi Yehazah say if the Sa'ar of Turum and the Sa'ar of Chodim fell in together? You don't have one after the other, so then which one do you, which one do you go with? So we've got a price which says that we know that after Pesach, any Chomit of Aralova Pesach, any Chomit which has uh, been kept over Pesach, it's Osir Bahanov. So, Emosai Chomit from Shalkotim Mutal Achara Pesach. The problem is that it's the Kutim, who, at least for here we're assuming they have the din of Yidin the Gabe Chomit, and therefore Chomit of a Kuti is going to be Osir Bahano after Pesach. The problem is that the Kutim, one thing we know about the Kutim is, they only follow that which is written explicitly in the Torah. Where does it say in the Torah anything about that if you've got Chomit which has is, which is been kept after Pesach, that you can't eat uh, that um, that chomit. Where doesn't write that in, doesn't write that, write that in uh, in our Torah. That's what they say. So in which case they will keep the chomit of a pesach and they will not not only will they keep it, but uh, they will actually any chomit shalva of a pesach they would cook it they, they would bake it into their dough and sell it. So what do we do? You're going off to your local bakery, which is owned by a kuti. At which point, after Pesach, <coughs> can you assume that any chomit has been used up? The emes, this shida, is really, in a, a slightly different sense, but it's very pertinent to nowadays. And that is because, in a, in a slightly different sense, but nowadays, after Pesach, when you go along to your, to your shop to restock on your Chomit, how do you know that's not Chomit Shalvar Alav HaPesach? Because of this, a lot of people, they go to shops like Tesco or things like that straight, up, straight afterwards, because they, then they assume that any Chomit which is there on the shelves, they obviously have not been brought in after Pesach. Tesco themselves are not Jewish, at least um, assuming that Sainsbury's, whichever one it is, is not Jewish. And therefore, they buy it straight away. It's not Chavit Shalvar Alav HaPesach. The truth is, somebody did point out, is how do you know, though, that it wasn't delivered over Pesach? The Chashash being that some of these makes, you get, because they've got a hash on it, how do you know the makes themselves are actually Jewish-owned? Or Frum-owned, shall I put it that way? For all you know, I'm not suggesting this, let's say, Osem, for example. I'm not suggesting they are. I have no idea who is and who is not. But for all you were to know, I'm just picking one mate, Osem. 
How do you know that the owners of Osem would have sold their chodis? I'm sure Osem probably have. I mean, I don't know anything about them, but I'm sure they have. I'm just picking out a I'm not touching on them in any way. Just picking one. Right? We'll call it, uh, in fact, for our purpose, there's one any, uh, you know, wrong ideas here. So we'll call, we'll call it, we'll call it, uh, pro- the, the manufacturer, we'll call them A. How do you know that A are, uh, just because they've got a hatch on it, doesn't mean that they would have, you assume the hatch would have checked out, maybe yes, maybe not. So in which case, that comment may, may have been kept over Pesach and it's been sent in on Pesach. How do you know it hasn't? So it's other people, what they say is, therefore they go along to their Jewish shop, they go along to Kosher Kingdom, to Kosher, whatever it is, straight after Pesach. They know it's from owned. And any comments there would have definitely been sold. So that you can rely on for definite. Other people don't want to rely on the Mechira. So that's why they get to test. You've got, you've got this. So what do you do if you don't want to rely on this? Where, at which point can you start buying the Chomit? So I said the disciple used to wait till Shubhaz. Why should we wait till doesn't come, It doesn't seem to come from this Gemara. But apparently he said at Shubhaz you don't have to worry. That was his sort of uh, counterpoint. And then if today it's uh, changed because we've got... Uh, uh, exactly faster transport, but it's, it's not only that as well, the, the, the sort of the turnover is much quicker as well. So, uh, possibly you it's changed there. I don't know. I, I don't know where, where the Shuvah is, how they came in. The Akaponim, coming back to the, the Shaila Amol, is, what do you do, this is what we're discussing now, we're on Tesvav, Omadala, just towards the top there. We want to know what happens if you've got a Chomit of a Kuti, the Kutims are not particularly worried about, uh, about the Halach of Chomit Shavar Halach HaPesach, Chomit which has been kept over Pesach. Your local baker is, uh, is a Kuti, at which point can you start buying his bread? Because the yeast in there, at least the first batch, is definitely going to be chomit. How about the second batch? How about the third batch? At which point? So, Emo say chamitzon shokotim mutalachar pesach. At which point after pesach does the chomit of a kuti become mutal? So we say like this. Shabali batim, if it's a kuti who's just a normal balabos who does his own home baking, then we say achar shalish shabosis shalafil. You ate three weeks of bacon. And the logic in this is because generally a normal balabos bakes his bread once a week. From Shabbos to Shabbos or he bakes what he needs for one week and one go. And the, the basic idea which runs through all these cases is that the first time they bake, what do they do? They obviously use the yeast of that first, first um, bread is definitely no good. The next time they do it, they actually take, they keep back a little bit of the yeast from the previous one. Now that's a mixture of yeast and uh, new bread. And it's reacting with this bit of bread. It's already a weaker strain. What about the third one? Now the truth is, I'm a, I was a little confused because from some Mephorashim it's very clear that the third one's also a problem. You've got to wait for the fourth one. But one or two Mephorashim are mashma, the third one is already is alright. The God is mashma a little bit like that. And as far as I can see, Rukhan Kinevsky seems to know that. Hard Shabbos Shabbos doesn't mean until three Shabbos. I mean, on the third one you're alright. Or well, after three weeks. You wait for three Shabbos, you wait for the Shabbos after Pesach. That's week number, that's the first time they bake. That's definitely no good. The next Shabbos. It's also no good because even though it's a weaker strain, it's now probably Zedazagarium, as the Mara Fulda puts it. You've got the Sa'ur from the, from Chomit Shabbat of Arpesah, but that's now combined together with the new bread. And then, the third Shabbat. Now, what happens on the third Shabbat? Already by that one, do we say it's definitely bottle? Already, that, that's still a problem, you wait for the fourth one. As I said, it seems to be a machalikus between them and forest. I think the majority opinion seems to understand that it's after. You've got to wait till after three, and I was on the fourth. It's, it's uh, after the three are finished, then you're then you're alright. But as I said, from later on, it fits a little better if you learn that it's on the third one you're alright. But whichever one it is, the logic is that by number three or four, it's already so weak, it's no longer there they're going. It's mud. That's with the normal balabos who bakes once a week. Michelle Nafsoim, what about bakers? Now, obviously, bakers bake more often than the normal balabai. So we say, the Kephorim, it should say, I'm going to go with this, the, the Gan changed the Gita, the Plain Moshe, uh, pr- pretty much everyone other than the Maharal Fulda changed the Gita, because the Gita and the Tosefta is all the way around, 
the uh, Yushalmi in Avedah Zorah brings it the other way around and it makes it much easier to read it the other way around. So we'll read it the other way around. We'll read it like this. The Kephorim, in small villages, you have to wait three days. Because in small villages, they do their baking once a day. Yeah? Small villages, they'll do it once a day. They sell it. The shell nasomim the kerachim it should say according to this girsa, but the bakers in the big cities the achashalishal tanurim. You have to wait for three ovenfuls. Number three lots of bakers. That can be done in one day for all you know, two days. As long as it's made it so. So once three ovenfuls have been have been uh, made. Already by, let's say, the fourth one, which by the third one or the fourth one, you go along, you can assume there's no old bread on there, there's no bread from the first or second, or possibly even third. It's all new bread, because it gets made and it's sold straight one after the other. That's the crap. So, therefore, for the, you say that one is exactly the same for all of them, which is, you need three lots of bacon, two or three, which, as I said, whether it's from the fourth or whether it's the third. So for a balabai, he does his baking once a week, so it's going to be three shabbos. For a baker in the farm in the small villages, it takes three days. Because even if you were to bake three times in a day, he won't be able to sell it in one day. It takes three days. And a baker in the Krakim, in the big cities, however long it takes him to do Shlosh HaTanurim. Rabbi Shimon ben Omer, Rabbi Shimon ben he says, Avkisha Omri Shabale Abatin, even when they said that after the Balibatim is after three Shabbos, Shalafi or baking, that is with a normal Balabos. An average Balabos who bakes once a week and it'll take him a full week to eat, to consume what he bakes that week. But, that's how all the Mephoshim read it. In the eventuality, in the situation where you've got an Odom God or somebody who's a great man, a very significant man, a very important man, uh, or somebody who's an average person, but Shayamati Espanoi, he was marrying off his son. The And because of either one of these situations, he bakes three ovens full in one Shabbos, in one week. Ze'achazer, one after the other, Ze'achazer, one after the other, Mutzel be Mutzel. Because understandably, he may be an average Balabal, who normally would take a week to consume the baking of one day, of his Arab Shabbos baking. And to bake three ovens full would take it, and to consume it would take three weeks. But if he's marrying off his son, he's making Shemagros, he's making a Chasana, so there, it'll all be gone, the three ovens full will be gone within one week. And the gone even has to get within three days. Yeah? So it's an oven god that he's constantly got visitors coming to him, he's got the servants, he's got people to look after, etc., etc. Same idea. Even though he's a private balabos, you can assume that if this, I mean, you have to just judge the situation by the way it is. But uh, in such a case, you could well assume it doesn't take three weeks. The Yavkish Omer Shandastoy. The Kephorim, that should say now again, if we go with this other Gersa. Also when they said, with the bakers in the villages, that that it generally takes three days for the bread to have, been, to have three ovens full, and to have consumed it all. That in the situation, that for whatever reason it may be, the village has a street party that day. They had lots of visitors. And he was forced to, the queues outside the bake on the Soy Pesach were extremely big. And therefore he was pushed to bake his three ovens in one day. One after the other. Then we'll allow him one, one day. As long as you cook, you bake three times, three ovens full, and you ensure that the three have actually gone, Let's say it's on the third, fourth, whichever one it is. The main one is to assume it's that you need three albums full. Uh, it's actually have gone. But fine. That thing that we said with Kephorim, you need three days, that's in a normal, average situation. But in the situation that I know, that I've had a much bigger demand, 
and I know I've had to bake it much quicker, it's all been done in one day, and it's all already been sold in one day, and it's fine in one day. Tony Rebbe it's been taught. Rebbe Shimon, I mean, Rebbe Shimon says, you got it from Kaftes on the base in the Ezra towards the bottom of the page. Tony, Rabbi Shimon, I met, and in the Vilna edition it still sets off on the Dada. So, Tony, it's been taught. Rabbi Shimon, I met, Rabbi Shimon says, the Abkesha Omer Shal Nachsoimim, the Krakim, if we're going with this character, even when they said, bakers in, um, in the big cities, Le'acha Shalosha Tanurim, had Shalosha Yomim Asurim. He disagreed. The, the way the, the God explains it. Not only in your kafora do we need three days. In our villages we said you need three days. He says, as far as I'm concerned, even in, even in the Kratis, even in the city, and even if I know for a fact there's been a massive demand, so even in a normal situation, we said, it can't be in less than three days. Why can't it be in less than three days? That's what I'm talking here. I know there's massive demand. I know the bread's all been sold. It's three ovens full. No. Lovely boy, I'm for it. I don't need to tell you for him that, that, that you can't start, so he's definitely arguing. But even in Karakim, even in the big cities, not less than three days. Why? Not quite. Second shot's close. I mean, again, how to read this Gemara, there's more than one way. But I'm, I'm just going, going with the, with the Garner. The reason is like this. Look at how the Gemara continues on. Because for each day, similar to what you're saying, a person separates yeast for the whole day. What was the logic of saying three ovens for? What, what, what did we say the logic was? It's been diluted. The pure yeast of from the Shavar of Hapesa is used in the first batch. The next batch is a yeast taken from the, a bit of the bread from the first batch. It's already been diluted. And by the third one, it's been diluted even more, maybe enough, maybe not enough, until the fourth one. But everything done in one day is done with the same yeast. It can be ten ovens full, it won't make a difference. When the baker starts off that day, he can see the cubes, he knows his demand, and Karakam, he definitely knows there's going to be high demand. And he takes out enough yeast, or he splits the yeast in such a way, they'll be able to use it for however many batches he needs to do that day. And therefore, even if you've done 10 ovens full in the first day, the yeast itself, though, has not been diluted in any way. And therefore, the bread of that day is all the same. All is pure chomets inside it. And therefore, it's a problem. Second day, it's already a new yeast. It's a diluted yeast. Where does that go in? Therefore, it is already still also, but it's that bit more lenient. By the third day already it's been diluted either enough or it's already been diluted just one more stage you have to wait to the fourth day depending on which shot you go. Yeah? But not less than three days. It's nothing to do with three ovens full. It's really three ovens full or three days. But you go, I suppose, the Khumra, whichever one. Yeah? Which you can't have less than three days and you can't have less than three ovens full. That's the rule. So for a normal Balabos, three ovens full takes him three weeks. For a Nassim in the, in the Krakham says Rabbi Shimon, this is Rabbi Shimon's Shimon, Tana Khamer disagrees, but he says, it could be you do it all in one day, but not less than three days. So it says the Gemara, now it gets to its, to its, uh, to its point there. That's the end of that bride. What's the relevance are? Because Esau Ha'isa Hashaniyah, that second zone, which we said was a diluted zone, Lo me'ith or me'hetah, he mischanetah? Is it not becoming chomit through Issa and Heta? The yeast you're using for the second dough is a concoction or is a mixture of the yeast from the full feta plus a little bit of the bread that's how you do it the bread from the first batch. 
The bread from the first batch is Heta, and it's been made by Issa, but it's Heta in, in and of itself. It only became Chomis after Pesach. And the yeast which was put in there is Issa. So this second batch of dough is being made Chomis through a mixture of Issa and Heta. Presumably, neither one has enough Kayak on its own, the Issa or the Heta, to do the full job. So this is Mamash the same as our mission, is it not? And what do we say in our Mishnah, the Chachamim say? <coughs> what does the Chachamim say? If neither one has the Kayach to do it on its own, then it is Musa. So what's going on over there? So Rabbi Yerbiyar says in the name of Rish Lakish, Man Tano Chamit Tam Shal Kotev. Who is the Tano who teaches this thing of the Chamit of Kotev? It's Rabbi Yerbiyar. This is Rabbi Yerbiyar, who says that you don't need it to have enough prayer. It can even combine with Adol. In the case of the mission was Cholim and Truma. Here as well, the Is and the Hesek can combine together, and it's still a problem. Hey, wait a second. Which one fell in first? The Chomit, Shavar, Olaf, Hapesach, or the Hesach? Which one fell in first? Okay. I thought Rabbi Yehud says we go after the last one. They fell in at the same time. So what do you see from this? You see that when Rabbi Yehudah talks about going after the last one, it's love dafka when the Issa falls in second, as long as the Issa doesn't fall in first. That was our original question, right? That's how we started today. Yeah, to sum up. We started with the question today, that Rabbi Yehudah says in our Mishnah, that if you've got Issa and Hesa fall into a, into a dough, neither one has enough chaos to do the job on its own. He says, well, look at which one fell in second. Was it the Chomin? Or what, uh, sorry, uh, is it Truma or Chodim? If it was the Truma, then it's Dimua. If it was the Chodim, then it's Mutum. That was the shit of Rabbi Yehuda. The Chachamim say it doesn't make a difference. If the Truma doesn't have the character on its own, there's, not, there's no problem. Yeah? But Rabbi Yehuda says you go after the last one. Because that's when she's actually doing the job. The first one's just paving the way for the job. So Al-Shaida was, well, what if they fought in together? So they don't have Chodim first, they have the Truma first. They're fighting together. What do I say now? So we brought this whole price up. And what we really wanted was just a side point. And that was that we said the first batch of dough made with Chomit Shavar Alav HaPesach is a problem. The second one's also a problem. By the way, you notice he didn't ask from the third one. Why didn't he ask from the third one? Huh? <coughs> oh. That's why I said it fits if you say the third one is Muslim. It's already been diluted enough. Yeah, which I think is the way the Gaon done. The Marath Holder, though, he just asks, he says, Anachanami could have asked from the third one. So he picks one. Saying, even the second one is ready, Israel, and Kolshke the third one. Yeah? So, okay, it could be the third, it could be the fourth one. But whatever one it is, we're asking on the second one. On the second one, we say, it's still also why? Because in the second batch, how do you make, how do you cause the second batch of dough to rise? You take a little bit of the first batch, which is obviously a mixture of yeast, a little bit of yeast in there, plus the bread, the dough, whatever you want to call it. And you put that into the second batch. That leavening agent is a mixture of is and hef. It's got the yeast from before Pesach, plus the new dough, the bread, whatever you want to call it. And they're being put in together. Neither one, not the isa, nor the hetah, has the chaos to do the job on its own. So it's a combination of isa and hetah, and we say it's a problem. Why? Neither one is going can't be the Chachamim, must be Shabbat Yezah. But yeah, it doesn't even fit to say Shabbat Yezah because you don't have the Chomit going in second. It's going in together with the, with the Hetah. So the Gemara, you see from here, that when Rabbi Yezah says you go after the last one, he doesn't mean Dafka the last one. He means as long as the Truma or Issa, whatever it is, in this case the Chomit, as long as it didn't go in first, then you reckon with the, with the Issa. It can go in second or together. <coughs> If it went in first, then it's not so. Does that make sense? Yeah? Again? 
We've got tears. Yes. Find it. We've got here, we, we had a shida that when Rabbi Yehuda said, you've got two things, Issa and Heta going in. The Issa doesn't have the care to do it on its own, the Heta doesn't have the care to, to, to do it on its own. Together they can do it. So the Chachom say, well that's not a problem then, because the Issa doesn't have the care to do it. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, we just look at the second one. Because, let's say the Chulim goes in first, that it causes it to rise that much. That's nothing yet. Now the Trumor comes in, it doesn't actually happen in this order necessarily, but this is the way we view it, the trimmer falls in second, and it does the second bit, that's the actual rising. Who cares whether the dose started from this point, or it started from this point, either way, either way it's not yet uh, risen. So the trimmer is actually the part which is making it rise the full weight, so if it's a problem. The other way around would be not so, because the colon is what's making it rise. Our shine is, what if they fall in together? So what's the trimmer doing? Is the trimmer doing... Is each one doing half a job? How do you view it now? What would everybody have to say in that case? So we brought this whole price, and the main point of this price that we want from it is, we had a case with a kuti who had his homin the yeast, he doesn't really care about it, and he bakes his, he bakes his, uh, his bread with it. So obviously the first batch is a problem, because that's been made with yeast of homin. The second batch is also a problem. Why? Because how do you make, the, how do you make yeast you take a part from the previous uh, batch. And before it bakes, you take out a little bit of the dough, which is <coughs> reactive with the yeast. So even the dough itself has got a certain chaos. And you take out that little bit and you keep it for the next batch. So the next batch is being made with the leavening agent, which is a mixture of the yeast, the yeast from before Pesach, which is obviously Issa, and the dough, the dough of the first batch, which is Hesa. Now the yeast on its own wouldn't have done the full job in the second batch, and the dough obviously cannot do the full job on its own. The two together, they have the chaos to do it, yeah? And we say the second dough is a problem. Why? Definitely doesn't fit with the Chachobit. The Issa doesn't have the chaos to do it on its own. Who is it? It's Rabbi Yehuda. But they fell in together. It wasn't the Issa after the Heta. So why is it also? Elomai, you see when Rabbi Yehuda says you go after the last one, it's love dafke if the Issa is second. As long as it's not first. Yeah? Whether the Issa goes in second, or whether it goes in together with the Heta, either way, Zeb's going is going to be a problem. Yeah, does that make sense? Just as an aside, by the way, as I said, that this is where, I think the Maharal points out over here, you can see obviously it does not go like the Babli here. Because according to the Babli, the Issa was taken out before the Heta fell in. Yeah? If the Issa and the Heta are in together, then it's going to be off. According to Rabbi Here you see they're in together. Uh, so that, that is just a side point. Continues on the Gemara. Rabbi Yosi said to Rabbi Hanino Antonio from Antonio, Nehirat, I believe according to the Gears that we've got, Nehirat means do you remember? The Maharal has got the Gears that I remember. I remember the following. But I think Nehirat means do you remember? But either way, he's basically he's reminding him of something, which is, the Havisan Morin that you used to teach, used to paskin, in the plural, who's you? Asked Rabbi Yirmiyah, he said to this Rabbi Hanin, he said, you Rabbi Hanin and Rabbi Yirmiyah, the two of you used to paskin, B'Shem Rabbi Shem Menokish, in the name of Rabbi Lokish, that Man Tano Chameitam Shalkotim, Rabbi Deza. Who is the author of that price, that long price which we had, which said that the Chomets of Akuti got a problem until the third stroke, fourth batch. In other words, the second batch is also a problem, even though it's a mixture of Issa and Heta. Who is the author of that? That's Rabbi Yezav Amish. Because Rabbi Yezav says, the Issa doesn't have to be able to do the job on its own, it can be a combination of Issa and Hesa. As long as the Issa did not call him first, it's still a problem. That's what you told us. The Anan Leinon Omrin came, but we don't say that, we don't agree with that. Elo Rabbi Hilo B'Shem Rabbi Shem Ben Lokish, rather Rabbi Hilo says in the name of Rish Lokish, Yorzu Lachametun Shalkotim Kurabi Leyezim. That Yordu means the Chachomim, they went down to the Shitta of Rabbi Yezah for this, for this Indian of Hamid Shalkutim. In other words, in our Mishnah and Achanam, we have a Machoikis between Rabbi Yezah and the Chachomim. In the case of a normal dough which has been, which has, uh, been made to rise using Trumma and Tulit and Achanam, the Chachomim say if the Trumma does not have the care to do, it, to do the job on its own, it's perfectly Muslim. 100%. That, that, that we know. But in this case 
of the Chomets of the Kutim, even the Chachomim agree with Rabbi Deyazah, maybe because of the Chumrah of Chomets Shalvar, Chomets Shalvar, Chomets Shalvar, whatever the reason may be. I'm saying that the Chumrah of Chomets, I really mean, obviously, Chomets Shalvar, Chomets Shalvar, quite correct, yeah, the Chumrah of Chomets, maybe that's the reason. But they agree in this situation that we, even though the Isser on its own has already been diluted so far that it will not, in the, already in the second batch, it will not make it rise on its own. doesn't matter. In this situation, we combine the Isser and the Heter, and in this situation, Zerbizer Golim is off. And therefore, it's not just Rabbi Yezer, this is the Chachamim as well. The Oizen furthermore, he says, I can prove it to you that that must be the case. Minazor, from the following. The Omer Rabbi Hanino Bereidu Rabbi Abahu because Rabbi Hanina, the son of Rabbi Abo, he, he says, Abo Havarei Ufta, my father has a, has a case in hand, where, presumably with comments of Kutim, and it was already the second batch, I suppose, and they came to my father and asked him what's that of? Sholaf, he sent along the Shida, and Shual, the truth is, it, it could be he himself also, not necessarily they asked his father the Shida. He said, my father had this Shida, whatever the, the, the reason may have been. Presumably he bought, let's, let's keep it simple, he bought the, the bread of the Kutis. Sholach Sha'al at the Rabbi Chiyah, or the Rabbi Yasa, or the Rabbi Imi. He sent the Shaida and asked it to three great Rabbonim, Rabbi Chiyah, Rabbi Yasa, and Rabbi Imi. The Orion lay, the Orion lay to Rabbi Dezer. And they all passed that we go like Rabbi Dezer, i.e. the Qumran, that it's awesome. Even the second batch is awesome. Possibly even, even the third batch. Now, Ma, what do you think he was doing? Do you think they were passing like a yachid? If you're telling me, you wanted to say, he's saying back to this Rabbi Hanina Antonio, that this brighter about the, the promise of the cookies is a machlokas between Rabbi Yaz and the Chachonim, and this price is following Rabbi Yaz, and that's why the second batch is the problem. Are you honestly telling me that all three of them would have passed at Rabbi Yaz against the Chachonim like a yachid? They wouldn't have done that. How could they have passed in like this price if it's only Rabbi Yezza? It must be that this price is, yes, Rabbi Yezza, even the Chachamim agree in this case. They only argue in our Mishnah with the Surah of Truma and Chodim. Only there they say the Truma has to have the Kerach on its own. But in the case of Chodim, as we said, maybe because of the Chumrah of Chodim, maybe because they're trying to make a stand against the Kutim, whatever the reason may be, even the Chachamim agree that despite the fact that the Chomet, the Se'ur, Sha'omar al-Bafafesach, does not have Kayaf to do its, the job fully on its own, it doesn't matter. We combine the two together. And therefore they were not passing in like a Yochid, they were passing in like everyone. That's how he finishes off. Ma'ashiyichidon, ki'ichidoyomori. They were passing in like, like a Yochid. Loi, it must, it can't be. Is it not, or as I said, depending where you put the load there, but either way it's saying, it must be the reason is, because the Chachomim, they agree with the Shittah of Rabbi Yezah when it comes to Chomint of Kutim. That we do combine the Ith and the Heta, as long as they fall in together, all the Ith falls in second. Finally, Omar Rabbi Mono, the God actually says this really belongs on the next figure, but going with the Mara Fulda, who learns on this figure, Rabbi Mono says, Kumi Rabbi Yasa, in front of Rabbi Yasa, Haste, this case, Ma'at Tema Tamot, Hadokha Krabideza, the Kaya Hadokha Krabideza. He said, I want to know, do we say that just like in the case of the Khamis, who's the Hadokha like? In the case of the Khamis and the Khamis, do we pass him like the price or not? It, it, it does fit with the Shetah Rabbi Yehah. And we definitely pass them, okay? We just had three, Rabbi Imi and Rabbi Yassar, and Rabbi Yassar was one of them, as it happened. So, who pass in like this writer, which is like Rabbi Yehah, that even though the Issa on its own does not have the care to do it, it doesn't matter as long as it falls in simultaneously or second, it's a problem. So, do we say that just like over there, in the case of the promise of the Kuti, we pass in, we, we, um, 
just like you say over there, Alok Krabiliyata, Alok Krabiliyata, the Kor Alok Krabiliyata, so do we say the same in our Mishnah? In the case where you've got a normal dough, and yeast falls in, some yeast is Truma, some yeast is Chodim, neither has the Kayaf to do the job on its own. The Chachomim said, we don't combine the two. Not a problem. Whereas Rabbi Deza said, we are, well, we go after the second one. So do we say that once we're passing in, like this writer, which fits with Rabbi Deza, that we do combine the two, so so to Mishnah will combine the two. And he said back to him, as I'm sure you're thinking, Omali he said to him, with a whole Dobor, uh, I mean, that, 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 that is the case of the Marafulda with, with the word, with the letter Reish, I suppose, otherwise you could read it as Dibor, uh, um, I mean, the, the Panevish has also got the Gersa with a, with a you see, the, the, the plain version says either way it's the same thing. What it's basically saying is, what, you think we're passing, passing like, for Abedezer for everything? If we're passing for Abedezer in one case, it doesn't mean we're passing for Abedezer in the whole of Shas as a result of it. Or even in a... We know obviously the two cases are different. Why? The only reason we're passing about the price here with Chomit is because... Because the Chachomit agrees. Since the Chachomit agrees, we're passing about the price. We said it's not a Yotis. But in our Mishnah, the Chachomis disagree. So Rabbi Yezid is a Yachid. So who says the Pashtunah likes Rabbi Yezid over there? You can't compare. So in summary, in the case of the Chachomis of Kutin, yes, we Pashtunah like the Brayta. When it comes to our Mishnah, who says? Maybe the only reason we Pashtunah like the Brayta is because the Chachomis agree. In our Mishnah, in our Mishnah they don't agree, we then Pashtunah like a Yachid. Says the next Halacha. Halacha Zayin. Kedim Shesachon B'Shemen Tomit. If you've got kalim, let's say shoes, shoes made of leather. And what they used to do with, with uh, leather, maybe they still do it today, I assume they definitely smear it with something. They used to smear it with oil. Make it waterproof, make it uh, more supple. Um, in order, to, it was actually to, to soften it, they smear it with oil. And the person smeared it with oil which was tonic. So now the shoes are tonic. And after the oil is dried, after you talk about the oil is dried, because otherwise it's going to become anything which is touched afterwards, the oil's already seeped in, it's dry, he tovels the shoe. He tovels it, now the shoe is, obviously it is, it is hot. Then, the Chazar of Esachon Meshem and Tahar, he then goes and smears it with another layer of oil, this time being Tahar. So far so good. Oh, or you can do it the other way around. Acacia Sochon Veshem and Tahar. He smeared it with, first with Tahar oil, waits for it to dry, seep in properly. The Chazar Veshem and Tahar, and then he smeared it with Tomei oil. And after it dried, he tovered it. But then, what happened was, that he found on the outside of the shoe, there was some oil. In other words, some of the oil, it becomes so saturated, that some of the oil had been pushed out again, being exuded. And the question is, which oil does that come from? Because, remember, the oil, you, can take, you can't take with oil. So if the oil on the outside is the Shemin Tomit, then it's, it's Matami. I mean, those, if those shoes touch something now, then it's going to be Matami wherever, wherever it touches. If it's Shemin Tor, then you're right. So Rabbi Yeza, Rabbi Yeza says, Achar Horishen Ani Thor. I say that it's whichever one was there first. So Rabbi Yezah, as far as I'm concerned, the second one will come in and push out the first oil. Once it reaches saturation point, rather than assuming that you just, it just won't absorb the second one because it's reached saturation point, I, don't, I don't, do not know about the science of this, how this fits in, I'm just telling you what he says. As far as I'm concerned, the second oil will come, come in it's been absorbed, and it pushes out the original oil. And therefore, whichever one was put on there first, that's the oil you're seeing on the outside. So if it was Tommy followed by Tahar, the oil on the outside is Tommy. The other way around, it will be Tom. That's the shit of Rabbi Yaz. The Chachomim, only the Chachomim say, no, other way around. Achar for Acharit. Perhaps, makes a little more sense to us, I don't know, but that you can assume it's the second one. Because the second one won't have made its way in. If it's been saturated already, it just doesn't get in. And therefore, the oil on the outside is definitely going to be the second oil. That's the Mahalikah, Rabbi Yezah, and the Chachom. 
So says the Gemara, Ma time the What's the reason of Rabbi So as we've already said, Harishon Mitzi Eso That is the gist that we've got. And that means the first one pushes out the second one. What does that mean? I thought we said that Rabbi Yezus says it will be the first one on the outside. So the Ma'ara Fulza says what it means is the first one pushes out the second one and when it pushes it out a little bit of the first one goes out with it. I mean, in order to push it out, you have to like, you know, give it a shove. So it, it, it sort of attaches itself to it and it gets yanked out together with it. Yeah? Um, the, the, the only thing is, then, in which case that would... If you say that, then that will mean it would always be Tommy, won't it? Will it not? Because... You know, we get both of them out, so it's basically what we're saying. So, the God, so, so take, take that shot, but I'll tell you the God says that actually it's a little bit missing here. And we've sort of uh, condensed what should have been a slightly bigger statement. What it should have said is, my time is Rabbi Yezza. what's the reason of Rabbi Yezza? Yeah? It should have said, because Rabbi Yezza holds, the latter one pushes out the first one. No two ones, we're not saying that two of them come out, just the latter one pushes out the first one. The last one comes in and says, no, you both of us, you've already had your turn out of it. So the first one gets pushed out. Then we ask, my time of the, the Rabbana, what's the reason of the Rabbana? And that's the last part we got here. They hold, Horishan makes the Esau The first one won't allow the, first, the last one to come in. It pushes out, it pushes out the second one, if there's not room for it. Okay? So the Gaon says it's just been a little condensed here. You've got the question of Rabbi Yez, and you've got the answer for the Chachonim, and you're missing the bits in between. Okay? The, the basic idea is very clear. It's like the God is a little easier to understand, so you can take the gifts of the God. Okay? Yeah, but the basic idea is either way is very clear. The Rabbi says, you're definitely going to have the first one on the outside. The Chachonim says, no, you won't. You have the, la- the latter one on the outside. Omar Rabbi Yerchanon says Rabbi Yerchanon, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Eliezer, Shnein Omri Dovar Echot. Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Eliezer, they both say the same idea. Rabbi Eliezer who says, that when you reach a saturation point, or if one of them is going to be pushed out, it'll always be the first one. Rabbi Yehuda also says that. Where do we find Rabbi Yehuda says that? The Tanin on Tamom, because we've learned over there. We've learned in Torah, you know, in, with, with uh, somebody who is uh, Tom in a mate, so we, um, we put the ashes of the, in the water, whatever it is, on the, we sprinkle, what do we do? We take a piece of azo or pita, you dip it in, and then you splash it on it. Yeah, you sprinkle it upon it. You put it in again, you do it a second time. Right. The halacha is, obviously, that you have to be sprinkling him, self-understood, it has to be with the mechachot. The chachot water with, uh, with the ashes mixed in. And not with the liquid of the hitter. Yeah? Now what if you've got a very... The, the mechachot is contained within a very, very narrow tube. So when I put the hyssop in, it's really quite a squeeze, which means that the hyssop itself gets squashed. And each time it gets squashed, you soften up the hyssop, number one. And what's going to happen is, eventually the hyssop is going to start, some of its own juice is going to be seeping out. Which means when you sprinkle it on the, on the mace, you're actually sprinkling him with uh, hyssop juice. Yeah? I think others may learn that the chashash may even be the hyssop juice may drip into the mechatos, then you've got another problem. But we'll, just, we'll, we'll look at it that, that way. So we've learned over there, and said in Paro, so if you've got a little jug, it's got a very narrow opening. Tevel umale kedarko. Tamikama says, I've got no problem. You take your hyssop, dip it in, take it out, sprinkle it upon him, do it a second time, third time, eat. Nothing to worry about. Why? Because even if the hip is getting softer, it's getting softer, what's going to happen? What, what are you saying? So, so where does the mechatel go on the outside? You want to say it goes in? No. If the hip has got inside its own juice, and you've got mechatels which are trying to go inside now because it's getting softer, the rule is always, according to the Tanakhama, like the Chachamim of our, of our Mishnah here, the latter one will always stay on the outside. 
which means the hissed juice will stay on the inside, and the mechatos will go on the outside. Yeah? So you never have this chashash. No matter how soft the hissed gets, the mechatos will stay on the outside, and the hissed juice will stay on the inside. So you've never got a problem. Whereas Rabbi Yudha, Rabbi Yudha says, Hazoya Horishayna. He says, the first time you do it, it's fine. Because the first time you do it, the hyssop isn't that soft. You've only squashed it once, so the hyssop juice doesn't try and come out. So the hyssop juice is on the inside, the mechatos is on the outside, and you're perfectly fine. But already by the second time, what's going to happen? The mechatos is going to go where? Where's the mechatos going to go? It's going to go inside, and it's going to push out the, the, the juice of the hyssop. Which means what you're actually sprinkling up on the person is, I don't know if it's all hyssop juice, but a lot of it is hyssop juice. But wait a second, but why should I say that? If one's going in and one's coming out, why would you assume that the first, the one which was in there first comes out? Oh, same as Robert Yezza. That's the shit of Robert Yezza. If you've got something which is already saturated, saturated it, and something else is trying to come in, Rabbi Yehuda says, like Rabbi Yehuda is saying here as well, the second one will get it and it will push out the first one. That's the way things work. At least we have to be that's the way things work, I suppose. I suppose. And therefore he says, first time you're right, second time you've already got problems, it's already too soft and it's going to push out the hyssop juice. That's exactly like Rabbi Yehuda of our Mishnah. The command of Rabbi Yehuda Omar, just like Rabbi Yehuda says, Harish and Metziah to Acharei, well, according to the, the, the Gaon, it's the other way around. So basically, the first one gets yanked out. Therefore, you've got hyssop juice on the outside. Came Rabbi Yezza, Omer, so to Rabbi Yezza says, O Pachal, so to over here in our Mishnah, Horishan Metzias, so Acharin, or according to the gifts of the Gaon, Acharin Metzias, Horishan. So the basic idea is that the first one gets swept out. Says the Gemara, Ab Kadun, until now, that's the Shesot Mikan, Umotza Besad Hashem. That is only if, I could tell you that's only if, when I, um, just one second, yeah, in the case of the shoes, I know it's saturated. In other words, the first time when I put the oil on, it went in, to the extent that when I looked on the other side of the, the leather, I saw the oil coming out. Huh? No, that is. We're not so besides, I means you find it on the second. I, with it, uh, I, I'm going with the Maraful again. The God has changed the gift here. The Maraful that says, he says, that the, the, the anointing actually passes all the way through, it seeks all the way through to the second side. So I know it's definitely reached saturation point. If it's reached saturation point to the extent that it actually seeks all the way through, so I know the whole thickness of the earth has been saturated. So that's when Rabbi Yezza would say that we assume that the first one has been pushed out. Ooh, that I can understand. But what about soft mikan or motsu mikan? What if I put the oil, all the oil on one side of the leather and the oil I'm finding on the outside after I'm finished is on the same side? So there's no reason to assume it's reached saturation point. If it hasn't reached saturation point, so why would I assume that the first one's been pushed out? Would I assume the first one's been pushed out or not? Yeah? I don't know if it's reached saturation point. What would Rabbi Yehazah say to that? At the top of test 4 form of this. So it says the Gemara, Nishma'ina min Azor. Let's try and work it out from the following. The Omer Rabbi Avohu b'shem Rabbi Yechonon, because Rabbi Avohu says in the name of Rabbi Yechonon, Don't think that Rabbi Yehuda only says his thing about when you sprinkle on the person who's touched the, uh, you sprinkle the ashes of the Parazuma. That it does get in a case where you put the hyssop into a, into a very narrow opening. No, no, no. Ela safer. Even if you've got a nice big safer, it's like a bigger jug, um, it's really a basket, I suppose, but it's a bigger container, jug. Bucket. Okay, yeah, bucket. Even with a bucket. Even in that case, which is much wider, 
So I don't have the hyssop being squeezed on the side of, of the, as it's being dragged in and out of the narrow opening, which is softening up. I don't have that. And therefore, there's no reason to assume that it reaches a saturation point. Even so, even in such a case, says Rabbi Yehuda, we've got a problem. Even in such a case, Rabbi Yehuda, it's cheshesh, that some of the hyssop juice will have come out. So Omar Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda already said, the Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda, they both said the same thing. So, Islam, Neymar, Tamon. Can you say over there, in other words, in the case of the Hisr, that it's similar to the Shesot Mekan and Motsu Besadasheni, that it's like anointing it on one side and finding it, finding the oil on the other side, in other words, it's reached saturation point? No, it's not. Because since we're talking about a normal bucket, and therefore the Hisr doesn't get that, it doesn't get softened that much. It won't reach, there's no reason to assume it will reach saturation point. That's the way the Maharal explains it. Rather, lo, or again, lo vishasok mikan or motsu mikan, and so you can read it as lo, and then a statement, or is it not? In other words, rather, it must be more similar to the case where you anoint your leather with oil on one side, and you find the oil, the residue oil, on the same side. So, and yet, Rabbi Yehuda says, despite the fact that it, there's no reason to assume it's reached saturation point, you found the oil, or in that, that, that case, you found the Mechasa stroke hyssop water on the same side. You found it, well, you haven't actually found anything there, but we're precious, despite the fact that it hasn't reached saturation point, we're precious that some, it has, will have been softened sufficiently to allow some of the hyssop juice to come out. So, so too over here, because Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda are the same, the Shesoch Mechan and Motsu Mechan. Even if you anoint the leather on one side, and you find the oil on the same side, so there's no reason to assume it's reached saturation point, despite that fact, we assume the oil you're finding on the outside, at least some of it would be from the original oil which was in there, and if the original oil which was put on this shoe was Tommy oil, then the oil on the outside, at least some of it, will be Tommy, and if it touches anything, will be Tommy. That's the shitter of Rabbi Yehuda explained now. There's love dafka if it's been saturated, even if it hasn't been saturated, the same thing, we're all, you don't know it's been saturated, there's no reason to assume that that's the case, it'll have exactly the same thing. Good night.